Hey everyone, welcome to Magic on Main Street. I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And I'm Kenzie. Over the past few years, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member, Magic Key holders, and Disney Vacation Club members, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland and Walt Disney World history and trivia, and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. And don't forget the hidden Mickeys! Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disney journey with you. This This is Magic Magic on Main Street. Street. Hello, everyone. Our intro makes Kenzie visibly cringe. I know. We need to change it really bad because her voice is like totally not Every the same. single Wait, time. Didn't we just re recorded that? Yeah, but I haven't made the, the final track. Oh, Every time it says, like... and don't forget the hidden Mickey, she looks at me like this. <laughs> cringe face. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And I'm Kenzie. And this is episode two of season five. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it's really just one season that's been going on for a really long time. But when you name them different things like season five, it makes you seem a lot more more important. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sean Tabitha Kenzie. We also have our uh, our our team mascots, Scar the Kitten and Arthur. You'll be hearing him snoring in a little bit here. Yeah, he's attached to my hip because he's not feeling well. Yeah, um, we've got a big show ahead of us, so let's get into it. We've got some exciting new events, some new food items, a little bit of merch, and our main topic this week is going to be 15 facts you may not know about Walt Disney in celebration of his 122nd birthday. Wow. Crazy. That's a lot of birthdays yeah (laughs) that's a lot of birthdays is that right 122nd so 2023 minus 1901 122nd birthday wow Wow, look at you with your math you're not a math guy no i'm not all right well uh that's what we've got ahead of us so he's the words guy i'm the words guy not the math guy uh so yeah lots of show ahead of us let's get into it uh we're gonna do uh some stuff right after this Magic on Main Street Podcast, perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street Podcast, talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street Podcast, for when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street Podcast, Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. We are back. Hello. And it's so good to be back. It feels good to be doing the show again. So Mm -hmm. anyway, um, got some shout outs this week. First, I want to say thank you and welcome back to Kyle Loken, who is our newest Hidden Mickey level sponsor on Patreon. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. Um, And I wanted to give a special shout out to our friend Joy Wilson because she wrote us a super nice email um, actually we got, we got quite a few emails, um, and messages on Instagram from people that are like, Oh, we're so glad you're back and we missed you. And it's like, so cool to be back and have people like excited that we're back. Are the, fr- I don't, are, is it going to the friends email? Yeah. 
they're not forwarding to mine anymore. Oh, what a bummer. I know. I was like, what do you mean we got an email? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like at school. My phone will be like blowing up from the podcast page. Like, yeah. I'm so happy you're back. I'm so happy. Someone. Yo, what's up? I'm trying to learn. Story. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, she had she had a similarly rough um, couple years, um, a lot of loss and, and um, you know, I think mental health struggles are just going around. And, uh, but she wrote us a really nice email. And, uh, the one thing that I did want to say from her email, she said, Disney brings us all together and keeps us going. I always tell my students, all you need is faith, trust, and pixie dust. Um, she's hoping to get back out to Disneyland soon after the holidays. And I really hope you do joy. And if you do, please include us in your plans. We'd love to meet up. And your boy. Do people still say that? I don't think so. I think that's pretty. We should bring it back. Okay. It's back. Kenzie, you want to bring it back with us? <laughs> you could be the Gen Z leader of Holla at your girl. Um. <laughs> what would what would be the Gen Z equivalent of Holla at your girl? Nothing. Is that how lame it is? There's uh. nothing. I, w- I thought I had a Jeopardy soundtrack on here. I guess I don't. You used to. Mm. Um, like... Text me. Slide into my DM. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> That's no. horrendous. Yeah, let's not say that ever. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ever, ever. All right. Um, <laughs> let's get into birthdays. There's a good amount of celebrity birthdays. We'll start with Clarence Charles Ducky Nash. He was the voice of Donald Duck for like 50 years. Chimney. Yeah, so happy birthday. Kirk Douglas, the late Kirk Douglas. Um, Dame Judy Dench. Wait, didn't Kirk Douglas die? Did Kirk Douglas die? Didn't he? Oh my God, I feel bad if he didn't. Well, I mean, I'd be happy if he didn't, but look it up. Fact he check did, me. When did he die? A long time ago. 20, 2020. 2020? Okay, well, sorry to break the news to everybody. Oh, um, you know what? I'm thinking Michael Douglas. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's his father. <laughs> um, Dame Judy Dench. Raven Simone. Mayim Bialik. Dick Van Dyke, who was just recently in the park celebrating a birthday, uh, or not recently, but uh, celebrating life, I guess. I don't know. Um, and Steve Buscemi. I love that guy. Yeah, he's cool. Um, also, our friends Hartley celebrated her third birthday. We actually gave her a shout out on her first birthday. Oh, my God. So we took a year off. Sorry. Um, but yeah, now it's her third birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. And then Aubrey, it's your sixth birthday. (gasps) Aubrey, Aubrey, do us a favor. Sing the song with us right now. Ready? One, two, three. Magic Magic on Main Street podcast. (laughs) Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. Uh, Kelsey, her mom sent us a a video of her singing our song. We were crying in a restaurant. It was awesome. Um, (laughs) One of our favorite people of all time. Uh, this is Kenzie's aunt. Tabitha's like best friend. And I would like to say she's like my best friend too, mm-hmm. but she doesn't claim me. Yes, she does. Um, I posted her on my story. Nuncy. She was so mad. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was making the funniest face to Darth Vader. Uh, so happy Nancy's birthday, birthday, Nancy. Happy birthday today she as was, we are recording. As we were recording. She was a lifesaver when we were in the middle of our weird... Year. whatever it was <laughs> uh, so thank you for being so awesome we love you happy birthday uh our old friend reggie we used to dance with you at mad tea party one of we. the best dancers well i did 
<laughs> one of the best dancers on this planet, Reggie Wright. Uh, Sarah Starkiller, we've known her for forever, uh, probably, I think that's from, Ten years. from uh, Mad Tea Party as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polsky, we've known him from the Social Club days. He actually tattooed the, uh, the tightrope walker on my leg. Chastity, an old social, uh, social club friend. And Jose, our friend from the 501st. Happy yeah. birthday to all of you. So here you go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. Hartley, Aubrey, Nancy, Nancy Reggie, Reggie, Sarah, Paul, Chastity, and Jose. You see how hard it is? Happy birthday! I was so close. Happy birthday! That was a tough list. That was a really tough list. I don't don't even try. All right. Well, that was our shout outs. Up next, it's This Week in Disney History. It's time for This Week in Disneyland History. We talk about things that happened in the past. Like 1928, when Walt Disney's trademark application for Mickey Mouse is filed with the United States Oh my. Um, I feel like we're blowing everybody's eardrums out. <laughs> Sucks to So be if done. the volume is off, I feel like the volume is off. Just if it turn is, down your volume. Yeah, turn down your volume. I apologize. Get I will work it. it out next week. We're doing our best. Well, no, we haven't. <laughs> since, Just get all angry about it. So we have a, new, alone. We have a new setup because t- uh, Kenzie was never like, on the show she was always just on for her segments so we, we would like i would swap out and go potty and like yeah. stuff like that and kenzie would take over my spot yeah and so you re- i mean you really didn't need to say what listen this is my family yeah you're right um <laughs> but yeah so uh, it's a new setup with three microphones and i'm just not i don't know if it's i don't know i don't know if it's right he's doing his best so if it's blowing out your eardrums just turn the volume down we might because be last screaming. week I th- last week i think it was like way too low was it i think so well, last week was too low. This week might be too high. And then if we're following the three or Goldilocks and the three bears rules, next week's going to be just right. That's hopefully right. We're fine. All right. Well, um, this week in Disney history uh, in 19. Wait a minute. That's way off. Um, I started in 92. It should be 1971. In 1971. Disney's Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, starring Angela Lansbury and David Tomlinson and Roddy McDowell, opens in U.S. theaters. Uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, you don't like it, do you? I've only seen it once, and it's like it's like a sleepy time movie for me. Like it starts and it's like whimsical, and I fall yeah, asleep. It's a good one. Uh, in 1975, Disney announces it will begin construction of Epcot in 1976 instead of 1977 as originally planned. They were a year ahead of schedule. And there's some wow. big Epcot news coming today. So really excited about that. Love it. Um, in 1992, the National Hockey League awards Disney a hockey franchise. The team will, uh, I know, will become known as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Until to this day, we're still Ducks fans. Yes, we are. Yeah. In 1995, the Disneyland Pacific Hotel, formerly the Pan Pacific Hotel, opens in Anaheim. The hotel was originally built and owned by Japan-based Tokyo Group and opened in 1984 as the Emerald of Anaheim. It was renamed Pan Pacific Hotel Anaheim in 1989 when Tokyo merged its Emerald and Pan Pacific Hotel divisions. Disney purchased the hotel from Tokyo in 1995 and renamed it Disneyland Pacific Hotel. The hotel is unique in the Western Hemisphere hemisphere for being one of the few buildings to actually have a 13th floor, as opposed to the more common practice of going straight from 12 to 14. 
the Japanese don't consider 13 to be an unlucky number. Fun fact, in December 2000, it will be renamed the Paradise Pier Hotel, which is going to be now. And Well, I was going to say, and now in December of 2023, it's yeah. been renamed the Pixar Place Hotel. The Pixar Place, Place Hotel. Hotel. That's right. How cool. Uh, in 2009, The Princess and the Frog, produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios and loosely based on E.D. Baker's novel The Frog Princess and the Grimm Brothers, The Frog Prince, is generally released. It's the 49th animated feature in the Walt Disney Animated Classics. Kenzie's favorite. Kenzie's favorite. What do you love so much about that movie? Everything? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you've always been super into the music. Like you yeah, I love the music. would get down in the backseat even as a little kid to almost there. Yeah. That was your that was your song. You'd be like, hold on everybody. <laughs> you don't have to mouth it. You can sing it right now. Go ahead. That's a no. <laughs> She's like, I'm not warm. I'm gonna up. butcher that. And... You're right. You're right. You have a beautiful voice. All right. Well, that is this week in Disney history. Up next, it's the news. This just in: breaking news. News, news, news. We've got some pretty cool news that well, has nothing yeah. to do with the parks. Yeah. Um, a new story living by Disney community is headed to the heart of North Carolina in like the Raleigh area. Yeah. Uh, that was just recently announced, um, within the last few days, um, there was a lot of like big hype around the community that's being built in Rancho Mirage out here in California, which seems like such a wild place to me to build. (laughs) It is so weird. It is so hot out there. Um, but it seems pretty cool. Um, this one that's coming to North Carolina is inspired by the spirit of discovery. It'll be called the Asteria Community, and it's being designed to encourage exploration, spark lifelong learning, and create new connections for future residents. Um, it looks really... I, I, this is something I feel like I haven't spent a lot of time learning about is these, like, the story living communities that Disney is building. Because, like, I feel like the one that they already have in Florida, I'm like, oh, that is such like an unattainable goal. So I've yeah. never been like, let me learn all about it. Cause it's, I've looked at the prices. They are pricey, but they, it looks super beautiful. The community that it's going to be in, in North Carolina is they call it the heart of North Carolina. It's in the Raleigh Chapel Hill and Durham area. So I guess that's like legitimately the the heart of north carolina mm-hmm. i've never been to north carolina so if any of you guys have i have do you, do i've you been know to that, that area and it's it gorgeous out there yeah it's a lot of it's very green a lot of trees a lot of wooded areas um yeah it's it's uh it's definitely a beautiful spot it'll be 1500 acres in chatham county which is just outside of raleigh i think that's chatham chatham oh that sounds about right yeah where do we always hear Ch- Chatham? Oh, uh, Wikituna. They always talk about going down to Chatham. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so that, right. that's our, our little bit of news that is not really any parks related. Um, in Walt Disney World, really, ex- some, some people are really excited. Some people are already complaining because, you know, that's, that's Disney fans. But in Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World uh, Magic Kingdom, the Hatbox Ghost has arrived. Wow. So he's right after the coffin hallway before the endless hallway. I didn't know he wasn't there. You know, he wasn't here though. (laughs) 
he's one of our newer well, additions for, to Hunter for a while. No, like I know he's been here for a while, but yeah. like I, I knew he did, wasn't there a while ago. Did you assume that they put him in Florida when they put him in California? I didn't assume anything. You just thought he was there. Yeah, like I didn't like think of like when they put him there. Okay. Yeah, they just put him in. He was. It was. He was supposed to be there when they opened up that attraction, but they didn't. They didn't make that. Um, they didn't make that addition when they uh, put the Haunted Mansion in there. Wait, wait, wait. I was like, wait, sorry. Can you click on that thing? Uh, I'm having. This is my nightmare right now. I'm out of control because Tabitha is controlling the show notes on our television screen, so it's visible to everybody, and she, I can't. I'm mimicking like a clicking button. And she thinks I mean scroll, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, scroll? Do we need sign language? Maybe. <laughs> um, was, did they have the hatbox ghost here and then take him out and then put him back in? No. Then how did you know what he was? There's always been like artist renderings of the hatbox ghost and like that he was something that was supposed to be a part of Haunted Mansion, but they could never get the visual aspects of it to work correctly up right. until the last few years. So he was supposed to be in it like way back when they, they tested it. They built, you watched behind the attraction with us. Yeah, I did. Sorry. I just forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did. did. <laughs> but yeah, that, they talked about it in behind the attraction. They had it already. They, the, where they tested it out, it worked. But then once they put it into the attraction, the lighting just, it, it wasn't translating but they finally figured out how to get it to work. Yeah. So, so there's also another uh, addition to the Haunted Mansion. So back when they were concepting the project, Disney Imagineers, including Mark Davis, Xavier Atencio, and Claude Coates, submitted ideas to Walt Disney for the project. However, Raleigh Crump showed Walt Disney designs for his vision, which included things like voodoo artifacts, coffin clocks, talking chairs, man-eating plants, and more. So Walt decided to create a museum of the weird that would be inside the Haunted Mansion's entrance. Oh. Yeah. So part of the concept for the museum of the weird was a candleman that would melt in front of guests. Crump even created a spooky model of the character, which is super creepy looking. I don't like it. Um, now, the museum of the weird never happened, but candleman is now part of Disney World's Haunted Mansion. They did bring him in. Um, you might miss him if you blink though. He's very small, very, very small. Um, somebody, I, I think it was Disney food blog. They had posted pictures of him. They had to get on several times, um, to get a photo of him. And that photo that they have, I can't even really like, it's very small where that is. So if you want to see him, you can look for him in the attic scene. He's on a table near the armor. Okay. But you have to look quickly. He's just like the um, uh, Constance uh, monkey. Monkey, yeah. How cool! Like how the bottom of the photo just the, the photo just says he's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he is. So yeah, so there's two additions to Haunted Mansion. Everybody's people are excited. There are people that are like, it's bad placement because you know they're Imagineers. So get over yourself. I know. Seriously. Um, world of, uh, world of, you Wolf. know, you know, those words, <laughs> world celebration is now open at Epcot. Uh, Walt the dreamer is available for viewing 
and lines were up to an hour long for photos with him. Yeah, it was really popular, but World Celebration is gorgeous. Um, I saw pictures last night of the nighttime version of World Celebration, and the lighting is gorgeous. Looks like we have to go. Yeah. We got to see it in person, you know, just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There was also a store map installed at World of Disney and Disney Springs, which I think is very helpful because that store is so massive and I forget where everything is the moment I walk in there. Yeah. I know where their ears are and then that's really all I could tell you like of where things like permanently are in that store. <laughs> yeah. It's got to change frequently though because they change things around a lot in there. Yeah, that's true. Um Epcot Forever has been replaced by a brand new nighttime spectacular, Luminous, The Symphony of Us. Uh, The new production, which celebrates Disney's 100th anniversary, kicked off last night. um, And it featured fireworks, fountains, lasers, lighting effects, and a lot of music. R.I.P. Wondrous Barges. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Disney said that viewers can delight in a dramatic show designed to bring us all together. Marvel at a dazzling pageant of fireworks, fountains, music, and lights to set an original composition. New music along with the the evocative selections from the Disney songbook come together to remind us that we are more alike than we are different. Uh, They shared a list of the songs that are in the show, and it is You'll Be In My Heart, Proud Corazon, You've Got a Friend in Me, Friend Like Me, So Close from Enchanted, When She Loved Me, Remember Me, Into the Unknown, and Kenzie and My Favorite Song, I See the Light. Oh, okay. So all of the songs that make me cry. Yeah. Um, I love that they put So Close from Enchanted because that has been one of my favorite songs since that movie came out. Like, I used to listen to it on repeat, like, on my iPod. And I feel like it's not a song that's, like, ever really used. So that makes me super excited. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Um, who said, I think it was Scott Gustin. It's always Scott um, Gustin. I, I, I follow him. I'm, he's, like, the only person I follow on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he said, Luminous, the Symphony of Us has lots of impressive pyro and the colors are top notch. The opening sequence and finale are the highlights with the middle dragging a bit. But overall, I think it's a good show. It also feels like a show that will go on, pe- go, grow on people over time. Okay. I did hear some complaining, but. There's always complaining. There's That's always people, complaining. Keep, people complained about Harmonious because they hated the barges. They yeah. didn't like the show. They complained when they brought Epcot Forever back because it was an old show. They're going to complain. Yeah, people are just going to complain. Get over it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Moving on to Disneyland, uh, there is some increased security at the parking structure um, on the roofs to um, help with just monitoring and helping out because of the increase in um, the unfortunate deaths that they've been having recently. Um, Yeah, um, it's a touchy subject, I know. but they they've they've placed the extra security in the corners of the parking structures, and I noticed uh, par- a lot more bike traffic. Yeah, and a lot of bike officers. Um, we noticed it's it's very noticeable. You can't drive into the parking structure roof without seeing it. And we were there last weekend on the roof, and there's officers in each corner. There's bike patrols, um, and so this is just an opportunity for us to say if you are feeling down and you feel like there's nobody to turn to and you're you're thinking about doing something drastic, um, help is available. You can talk to somebody by calling 988. That's the Suicide Prevention and Crisis Lifeline. 
Um, you can text that number. There's a chat on the website. There's plenty of people to talk to message us on Instagram. I mean, honestly, you can talk to a lot of people. Don't go down that path. Um, it's unfortunate and it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's just really sad. Um, so yeah, moving on. Uh, Disney shared the first tour of the rooms that guests will have the opportunity to stay in when Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel completes its transformation into Pixar Place Hotel on January twenty uh, 30th. I'm so January excited. 30th. I yeah. haven't I haven't looked at the photos yet, but when I was um, <laughs> obsessively uh, browsing the Great Maple menu as I've been oh, doing yeah. the last like two weeks, I noticed that they did already update it in the app to show that Great Maple is located at Pixar Place Hotel, which made me super excited. Yeah. Um, so if you go on Disney's social media, they put up a post that shows um, uh, the rooms, allows you to take a peek into the new abodes from the perspective of a few beloved Pixar characters, which was really fun. I love that. Yeah, I'm excited it was really good to time. see it. Because they're, I feel like they, like when they, they don't always do like super character heavy like decor but when they do like decide that that's the direction that they're going i feel like they always do a really good job of it yeah so i'm excited yeah you put a rumor on here there's a rumor what's the rumor the rumor is wondrous journeys that debuted in january 2020 or sorry yeah no no it was january january 2023 Mm -hmm. um as part of the disney 100 celebrations at disneyland resort um it was a show that featured exclusively I cannot speak exclusively films from the Walt Disney studios, meaning no Pixar, no star Wars, anything like that. It included elements from every Walt Disney animation studios film release as of its last performance from snow white and the seven dwarfs to strange world, though not confirmed. uh, One could expect elements of wish to be in it when it returns next year. I really loved wondrous. Like just, just you talking about a little bit right now just made me a little bit misty. Cause it's just, it was really, really good. And I really love the song that goes with it. It's cute. It's wonderful. It's a great song. Um, the fact that they have so much projection that they can do it without the fireworks is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still like, it still gets that like emotional factor. Yeah. And the best part about it. What is it? What? Flying Baymax. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's so cute. Yeah, he's super cute. So, yeah. So, rumor is Wondrous Journeys is coming back next year. Yay. Kenzie, you never got to see it, did you? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll do do a dining baggage for you, baby. (laughs) I'm sorry, kid. Sorry about that. But we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you. When it comes back, rumor has it. All right, moving on. Uh, that is all the, well, that's not all of the news, but that's the news. We've got some other big news coming up in uh, events and entertainment. Woo! But up next, it is, what is it? Merch. Let's talk about merch. Let's talk about a bunch of cool stuff. Let's talk about merch. Yeah. So we were at Disneyland on Sunday and well, uh, California adventure. We spent a lot of time at California adventure for some reason. 
Because um, we were riding rides we hadn't ridden in a while. I know, but I when I go to Disneyland for Christmas time, I want to be at Disneyland. Okay, but it was your idea because of mostly kosher. So that's a good point. Don't we just we just ended up there for a long time. Uh, I would have. And then it was been, candlelight. That and then night, it was candlelight, it was so it was chaos. Um, but uh, while we were in, um, what's the toy store called? It's a wonderful question. Oh, Five and Dime. No. No. It's it changes to something else. It's five and dime. And then it's something. Toys. And then something. Big top toys. Big top toys. Why don't we know this? I, we sh- that's our first know, stop every trip. Because I just, I go in the, I go in five and dime and I just make my way all the way down. Anyway, <laughs> as you get into the middle section, um, they have, which I didn't realize, a ton of Nuimos. Like so many Nuimos. You were like losing your mind. I didn't realize all the characters they made. I just, so they had Mickey and Minnie, they had Donald and Daisy, right? There were some missing because on your list, there are some missing because there's a Tiana. There's okay. So there's, but the original ones were Mickey and Minnie. Mm -hmm. Then they did Donald and Daisy. Um, Then they brought in Pooh. Um, There was a Tiana, but now they have Stitch, Yoda, Edna Mode, Elsa and Anna, Belle, Mulan, Rocket. And I was freaking out when I saw Ahsoka. I can't believe you hadn't seen her before. I don't know how I haven't seen her. I, I don't. You, maybe I just ignore. Yeah, you don't that really section. focus on the the Noemos too much. You keep muting your microphone. On an accident. She's been on the shelves for a long. No, time. not a long yeah, time. Huh? How long? Like Ow. a couple months. Dang, call down. Dang. And Kenzie but, knows because she goes and religiously checks that section because she looks Yeah, she's always clothes. looking for new outfits for her Mickey and Minnie. Mm-hmm. They haven't had it. Kenzie's very disappointed. Um, if anybody from uh, Disney merchandise is listening right now, um, that there was not any cute holiday um, outfits put out for New Emos this season. Yeah. Or Halloween outfits. Yeah, I there was feel no like stuff. if you're going to have... If you're going to have all of those characters, you should probably update their outfits as well. Yeah. And have a big selection that rotates. Yeah. And they haven't really put out Nuimo clothes. In no. Like I feel time. like they're just selling the dolls more than anything. They're trying to, to make up for maybe they're not selling as much clothing as they would like. So they're trying to make up for it with actual dolls. Yeah. But they're actually pretty cheap. Aren't they like 20 bucks? The dolls? Yeah. Oh, 24 bucks maybe? The, talking about the clothes. I was like, that is not cheap. <laughs> No, the, the dolls are really cheap. Yeah, they're not they're not too expensive at all. Um how let's let's see. Nuimos. I don't know. Kenzie's probably spent a couple hundred dollars in Nuimos and their clothes and accessories. Yeah, they're 22 bucks. <laughs> okay. And then clothes are like 13 Yeah, like 13 bucks an outfit. Mm-hmm. 19.99 to 22 21.99. Oh, whoa, they have even more on here. Oh gosh! There's a Tinkerbell, uh, Cinderella. What website are you on? Chip and Dale Shop Disney. Yeah, so even more that I didn't even see in the store. So they have just, so like, many. Right back going to Shop Disney. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, lots of new emos. So if you're looking for a cute stocking stuffer for the season, maybe a twenty dollar new emo in an outfit will do it. Kenzie's hands just got thrown up in the What's air. Up? What's going on, kid? This isn't school. You don't have to raise your hand. You just talk. There's a microphone in front of you. No, there's these amazing ears. For new emos? No. Oh. 
girl. Okay. I mean, you want to throw something in on the merch? What's going on? What years did you find? Enchanted. <gasps> oh, yes, 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 yes. Describe them. They are blue with pink ribbons and then red flowers as like a quote unquote bow. And then there's like um, red and white flowers and the chipmunk and lace around the ears. Oh, cute. They're very, very, very Maybe very our social cute. media manager will put them on our Instagram. You want apple? <laughs> is good <laughs> okay so some other merch that we have going on right now um dooney and burke put out frozen 10th anniversary bags um there is a purse and a backpack um they're both super cute um so ooh. thank you Sean's just adjusting me because I'm having some technical difficulties. Pointing at your nose. (laughs) Maybe I talk out of my nose. You don't know. Um, So the purse that they have has um, little, what are like frames of um, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Sven, and Olaf that are all over the bag. Um, And then the backpack is just Elsa. Um, walking through her ice castle and she has her little hand up doing her little snow thing and it has um, a 10 snowflake right there for the 10th anniversary. They're super I can't believe cute. it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. But I remember taking Kenzie shoving it down um, <laughs> when, Ken- when Kenzie and I first moved back to California I remember taking her to meet Anna and Elsa before we Pinocchio. saw the movie. Yeah, over by Pinocchio which was... Um, what was it before that? I was just reading about that. There was something else. There was another character meet and greet in there before that. But the, yeah, we met Elsa and Anna and we were like, we haven't seen you? your movie, <laughs> so we don't know who you are. That's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, what's wrong? Okay. The purses are $228 and the backpacks are $298. So they're doonies. They're expensive, but they're super cute. And if you love Frozen, like I know a lot of people do definitely going to be something that's worth adding to your collection you don't have to raise your hand i know sorry it's not sorry i was gonna say something and then i forgot what i was gonna say that's why i did that whole like okay what were you gonna say okay no i can't remember oh okay cool i just wanted you to know i wasn't just doing that for fun oh okay i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) all right um there's also a new lounge fly that just came out But if you know Sean and I, you know that we will not have any interest in this bag because why? Tell me right now, Sean. Look at this picture and tell me why. What am I looking at? This is a new lounge fly. Um, We will not have any interest in it because it's got a date on it. We don't do annual merch. Mm -mm. Why? I know. I don't know. I just, there is nothing that's come out that has a date on it that I'm like, ooh, I got to have that. Yeah, I just, it's weird. And I also like, like with my Christmas shirt, um, I wear some of these things for years. Like my, (laughs) my Christmas shirt is two years old so far. Yeah. Two, maybe even three. No, two. Two. It was, yeah, it was the the Christmas after the parks reopened. I feel like if I were to get a shirt with 2022 on it and it's 2025 i'm gonna feel like a slob i still wear a zip up from 2014 Mm -hmm. that's actually not mine it's fine it's Uh, mine though it's yours (laughs) 
<laughs> um, but the new Loungefly is the 2024 um, Loungefly mini backpack. It has Dumbo, Mickey, Tinkerbell, Cinderella's um, carriage, Minnie Mouse. It has Figment. It has the Hollywood Tower. Like it's got it's got Buzz Lightyear. It's got Epcot. It's got all kinds of stuff because it is a, a Walt Disney World bag. Despite um, the date, I don't really like this bag anyway. I don't like the I don't colors. Like, I, yeah, the, the colors are kind of drab. They're a, a navy blue and red. So it just, it doesn't pop like a lot of the bags that are out would. Um, but if you like it, you like it. It's $78. Yeah. And you should grab it if you like it. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of it. But it doesn't mean everybody else can't be. Which is great because that means you're not going to buy it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, last week I talked about the, um, mug at Trader Sam's. Mm -hmm. So I figured I'd throw one in for Disney world, um, this time around. Uh, so at Trader Sam's in, I almost, I almost said Trader Sam's in universal (laughs) Trader Sam's in Florida. They have the new blue hippopotamitai tiki mug that just arrived there. Um, It's super cute. Uh, There was a gold one that was put out earlier this year. So the blue one is the fourth edition of the Hippopotamitai. That's kind of hard to say. Um, That has come out. It retails for $29. Um, You can mobile order this or um, go in and get it. So definitely if you're a tiki mug collector, I would say go for that. Why is it called that? Hippopotamitai. It's not a hippopotamus. Um, I think it's supposed to be kind of hippopotamitatissy. I don't um, think so that because pi- that does not look like a hippopotamus. <laughs> okay. Hang on, maybe we're missing something. Like... So it comes with the hippopotamitai cocktail, but that is not a that's a person. I know, but I don't get it either. I was just trying to make them feel better. Yeah, that's not a hippopotamus. Um, so it's named after the drink, is not the. He might be. Uh, so it's, it's definitely not named after a hippopotamus. It's named after a drink. It is named after a drink. I like the back of it. It's a super cute tiki mug. And it's one of the cheaper ones. That is kind of cheap compared to that $70 <laughs> one you were talking about the other day. And they're about the same size. Yeah. So $70 or $29. And I actually don't know what the other one looks like, but I like this one better. <laughs> Just because it's cheaper or because no, of the color? Because it's so cute. It, it is. is cute. It is a really cute mug. I really like that a one. Little smiling tiki guy. So it, like it, like it obviously doesn't look like it, but like it, like there's like something about it that reminds me of Gideon's. Oh, oh yeah, it's big eyes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then last on my merch adventure for this week, um, Walt Disney World did drop all of their 2024 merchandise, like we said. Something we're not always the biggest fan of, um, but there are a lot of options and the colors are actually really cute this year. Um, I'll go over kind of everything that's included and then we'll kind of pick a couple of pieces to talk about like colors and whatnot. Um, there's a tie dye kids mini sweater that retails for $29.99, a women's shirt for $26.99, a Mickey Mouse plush for $29.99. A baseball for twelve ninety nine. A die cast. I know. <laughs> a die cast bus. A Peterbilt model hauler. Um, one is seventeen ninety nine. One's twenty nine ninety nine. They've got aluminum bottle, photo albums, a sling bag, a mug, 
various tank tops and shirts. They've got a Starbucks tumbler, a beach towel, keychains, magnets. They've even got a little onesie. It's super cute. Um, but like I was saying, the the colors for all of the 2024 stuff are really pretty. They're like a a coral and teal on a lot of it, or they're like black with neon. I actually don't mind that. So that, the they have a kid's black and white tie-dye sweater that has Minnie Mouse and like these like bright neon colors with 2024. And they also have an adult version of it. Um, but instead of Minnie Mouse, it has the castle. I'm sorry. I hate neon. <laughs> Do you really? I hate neon. Why? It's not soup. It's not like it's crazy not, it's, neon. That's not, I wouldn't call that neon. It's, that's neon. That's N E O N. So yeah, there it's, it's, it's brighter. It's more tie dye than neon. Yeah. But hang on. I'm trying to. I'm sorry, guys. I know you guys can't see it, but I'm going to um, put together all of the photos of all of the merch to post on our social media. That way you guys can have a visual for when we're talking about it and you guys don't have to go searching for it um, on Shop Disney or on any of the blogs or anything like that. Um, Let's see if I can get this tie-dye sweater to load to show Sean because I think he would like it. Okay. I actually I actually like that. And it's got the castle. It's got the Tree of Life. It's got um, Spaceship Earth. And Tower Terror. It's got Tower and it's got space. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Super That's cute. Cool. They've got some ornaments. I think I already passed the Starbucks tumbler, but the Starbucks yeah. tumbler is teal and like a teal and pink ombre, which mm-hmm. I think you would really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, I did see that. It's cute. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. It's really pretty. So a lot of really cute 2024 stuff that just um, was dropped at Walt Disney World, which means it's only a matter of time until Disneyland gets our stuff. Yeah, it'll so be soon. It'll we'll, probably be this week. Yeah, we'll talk about that when that shows up. But that's all I got for this week. All right. Well, that was a good uh, good amount of merch there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Up next, it's uh, Hidden Mickeys with the Kid. Yay. Wait, was I supposed to say it? I was hoping you would. Oh. It's... Hidden Mickey with the kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello. (laughs) I'm really loving how there's nothing written down. I never put it in the notes because you don't read off of the notes. You have your own notes. Hidden Mickey. Nothing. So what's your what's your hidden Mickey this week? It's in. The, uh, is it the tropical hideaway? Yeah. Okay, I keep forgetting the name of it. Tropical hideaway yeah. at Disneyland. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, is that the tropical hideaway? Okay. In the line. Oh, in the line. Which yeah. Line. Right across the bridge. Across the bridge. Okay, so across the bridge, there's on the right side or the left side. The right side. The right side. There's rope rope fences there. Yes. Uh, that separates the line from the dining area. Yeah. Okay. So where is it at in the line? Um, it is the the second sign. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. It says, if I can find this picture of it, it says best of the jungle. Yes. And there are, Yeah. And there are two coconuts. Two coconuts, a coconuts. half of a coconut and a full coconut. Yes. 
and on the full coconut in the back behind the, the coconut coconut <laughs> on the full coconut there are three like the holes in a coconut mm-hmm. coconut uh and on the coconut coconut <laughs> there are <laughs> there's a hidden mickey <laughs> that's right there's a hidden mickey so go to the tropical hideaway you go across the bridge at the entrance on the right hand side on the fence the rope fences there's a sign that says best of the jungle there's two coconuts on that sign coconut. on the full coconut <laughs> there's a hidden mickey is that right yep yep when did you find this one like a year ago oh you wow. just had it tucked away in your notes Yes. Yeah. We saw one the other day in person. I thought you were going to talk about that one. On Monster Sing. Oh, don't say it. I mean, it. nope. We didn't see it anywhere. Oh. That'll be for next I week. I literally knew. I was like, we found one last week, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. And then I was like, guess I have to find a new one. Stay tuned for next week. We'll be talking about what we found on Not Monsters, Inc. No, not that right. A different You'll one. You'll have to listen. Oh, you cut out really bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> we got to get you a new microphone. Don't gonna be on this listen show. to that, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. That was this week in. No, no. Where are you? That was Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. Up next, it's food. All right, food. Nummies. Why is Arthur trying to get to the microphone? I don't know. He's trying to get on my lap, but he's making me sweat so bad. You know, he only weighs, what, 13 pounds, but you would think it was 50. He is a 100-pound man. Yeah. Anyway, food. Um, There's some exciting new items coming to uh, Disney Springs by way of Gideon's Bakehouse. Mm. Did you not put this in? No. Oh. You did. There are two cookies. Yeah. There is the, the Kringle cookie and the Krampus cookie. Yeah. So the Kringle cookie is um, this complexly flavored white chocolate coffee bean cookie will fill your spirit with coconut, caramel, and vanilla bean notes. The bitterness of the coffee bean balances the sweetness to perfection. Wow. And then there's the cookie Vom Krampus. This deeply rich super chocolate cookie is infused with the icy cool of a frozen heart and covered in dreadfully delicious Andes mint. I'm down for that. so bad. I want it so bad. While supplies last each day, limit two per person. They also have some pretty cool merchandise. They got a Krampus tumbler. Uh, some stick or um, some uh, some pins. There's also a, like, a Krampus cold brew. Oh yeah. Um, wait, where is that? I don't see that. Krampus. Or maybe it's not Krampus. Maybe it's just like a mocha nitro cold brew. Hmm. I didn't see that. But there's a really cute uh, Christmas uh, t-shirt, some Christmas art, couple couple Christmas t-shirts, um, pins, air fresheners, candles. They got all kinds of fun they stuff. They never disappoint. Yeah. Um, so Walt Disney World also announced some dining packages for f- farts. Farts, Festival <laughs> of the Arts. That's all thanks to Mamers. I can't get that out of my head now. I literally 
literally had no idea that people called it that. I didn't either. And she texted me and she was like, we should go to opening weekend of farts. And I was like, pardon? And she was like, Festival of the Arts. I was like, I would never call it that. Didn't know. And now I do. And I hate myself a little bit for it. So they've got eight restaurants at Epcot that are participating in the dining packages um, for the Disney on Broadway like concert series that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So Oscar House, Royal Banquet Hall, Beer Garden. What do you call that? I don't know. How do you say it? Ockershus? I thought it was Oscar House. (laughs) (laughs) This this whole time. It's been three years and my brain has been saying Oscar House. No. How do you say that? Ockershus? That's embarrassing. I'm never speaking I think. again. I mean, I, I'm. I know I'm closer than you are. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Much. I swear, I've heard people say Oscar House. No. It's. I guess that would make sense because that's not German. It's like it's. It's in Norway. Yeah. Ah, I'm never speaking again. Okay. Well, that one. Um, they're doing breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's beer garden. No, oh, bless you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's beer garden. There's Coral Reef Restaurant, Garden Grill Restaurant that is also doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Le Cellier, Regal Eagle, Rose and Crown, and Spice Road Table. Um, All of these restaurants are going to have a different price point. And depending on which restaurant you choose, um, that will kind of dictate what kind of food you're going to get. Well, it's really just the one that's doing something different. Spice Road Table. Spice Road Table is going to do two small plates. A shared tagine, 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 tagine. What is that word? I don't know. It's Moroccan. Well, what's it mean? It's uh, a uh, North like a African dish named after the earthenware pot in which it is cooked. Oh, it's also called Maroc or Marca. Oh, oh, I've heard of Marca before. Have you? Yes. Um, okay, so that a shared dessert platter and a non-alcoholic beverage, and then all of the other restaurants are doing an appetizer entree and dessert or one full buffet slash family style meal where applicable as well as a non-alcoholic beverage okay that makes sense um, and like i said it's going to vary depending on what you pick um depending on if you go to a rest one of the restaurants that's doing um breakfast as an option um so yeah just really whatever um everything can be booked ahead of time except for regal eagle regal eagle will be the same day dining packages only which happens to be the cheapest too so that one's probably going to fill up uh it ranges from 36 bucks all the way up to what 80 no 99 at la cellier which i mean which that makes sense that food is so good (laughs) that's actually a pretty big range for one restaurant too so 99 dollars for adults and 39 dollars for children yeah because they probably don't because i will if they're doing a full entree, that means you could get like their biggest steak that they have, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, reservations will be opening up for the dining packages on December 19th. If you plan on getting same day dining at Regal Eagle, you'll need to visit the restaurant on the day of the concert that you're going to be attending. And like Sean said, that's probably going to be something that fills up quickly. So, I would make that your first stop of the day if that's what you plan on doing. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little bit sleepy over there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up all morning. But yeah, sounds like some really awesome options for uh, Festival of the Arts. And um, yeah, we should definitely be uh, going to it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, quit pushing it. <laughs> um, 
people are pretty excited about this one. So Walt Disney World um, over at Boardwalk uh, later this year, they're going to be opening up a Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs, which you can find in downtown Disney here in California. Uh, they're the ones that have all the crazy that corn dogs, corn like dog. the pickle corn dog, the chili reno or jalapeno popper. But it, it's really churreno, chili reno. Um, but they have all these crazy corn dogs, and they're opening up a location on the boardwalk. So people are pretty ex- excited You're welcome, about that. Florida. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the newest place to eat, um, eat by Mani Shahan. I think so. Um, at Disney Springs. So that's going to take over the space formerly occupied by Wolfgang Puck Express. And it looked like the menu was pretty good, too. Like, um, they had a walking taco. Oh. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting... What? Mexican food. Well, it's not really Mexican food. Oh. Tell me more. Yeah, so it's actually... It is... um, it is Indian inspired. I was going to say, I, th- I, would, I was thinking like Indian street food. Yeah. So the, let me see if I can find the walking taco is actually crunchy Indian puff snacks, spicy pork chili, Indian pico de gallo, tamarind chutney, and cotilla cheese. Okay. I'd eat that. Yeah. It sounds really good. <laughs> um, but they've got all kinds of stuff. They've got some shareables like um, bread service with pimento whipped mm. paneer. Um, so buttered non garlic, non pimento whipped paneer cheese, masala, vegetable sticks, Indian pickle, coriander, honey, and chutneys. Give me um, all the bread services. It's kind of like a, it seems like a, almost like a fusion restaurant in some regards. Cause they have this tandoori chicken poutine. A poutine. Uh, yeah. It's got fries, tandoori chicken, white cheddar curds, and a tomato butter sauce. Oh yeah. Um, all kinds of really good I'm stuff. They have, they have pizzas and like flatbreads on, on non. Mm. Oh, it sounds so good. Um, but yeah, they've got salads, build your own bowls. Um, and it's all, the pricing isn't too bad. I mean, if you look at like the chicken tikka non pizza, oh 14 gosh. bucks. Oh, I want to try that. Yeah. So people are, people are saying it's pretty good. So um, I would definitely check that out. That sounds delicious. Yeah. That was it for Disney World. I think you should talk about this because you have been <laughs> amped about this. I've been dying to talk about this for a week. <laughs> um, so at Disneyland, at Smoke Jumpers, I'm sorry, Disneyland Resort, at Smoke Jumpers in DCA, uh, they're starting breakfast like now. It started Mar- today. Oh, it was today? <gasps> yeah, it started today, um, which is the 6th as we're recording. So by the time you're listening to this, it's they're, they've rolled it out. They've worked out <laughs> the kinks. Um, they've got a few new items, and they look delicious. If you haven't seen them, you can check them out on our Instagram, at Magic on Main Pod. They've got a breakfast sandwich, which is sausage, egg, cheddar, hash browns, uh, SJG sauce. What is that? That's a great question. Um, and green chili on a toasted bun. Uh, it looks phenomenal. They've got a chorizo burrito, which is sausage, plant-based chorizo, egg, cheese, hash browns, and avocado sauce with mocajete salsa. That's a plant-based option. They've got the classic breakfast burrito, which is sausage, bacon, egg, cheddar, and hash browns with mocajete salsa. And then they have a new cold brew. It's the breakfast cold brew, chocolate cold brew, to- uh, toasted marshmallow foam, and cocoa uh, cocoa crisp rice cereal, uh, which is uh, it's a it's just a cold brew. It's non alcoholic. So SJG sauce is like 
a special sauce, like a special burger sauce, like a secret sauce. Oh, okay. So it's probably Thousand Island. Yeah, probably Thousand <laughs> Island. Um, but these it looks like it. It was orange. Okay. These breakfast options sound delicious. The pictures that we posted on our Instagram look delicious. Um, super excited about that. Uh, we don't do we don't do breakfast at Disney. We don't get there early enough. No, but I would definitely get in early for that just to I'm try not- it out. We need to, because uh, we still haven't sh- uh, checked out the villas at the Disneyland Hotel. And obviously, as all of you guys know, we're DVC. So I think that's definitely something that I might try to prioritize mm-hmm. soon as maybe even just doing a, a duo suite night if anything opens up. And that will help us pop into the, the park super early the next day. Even though we're only 35 minutes away now, it's still tough to get into the parks early. But... You also have to remember it's 35 minutes away, like without traffic. That morning traffic on the 605, woo! Yeah. That could take us an hour and a half to get there. That is true. There is a candy cane strategy that Sean recently found that the magical millennial posted. Yeah, uh, her name's Megan on Instagram. If you don't follow her, she's got some great stuff on there. So check her out at, at the magical millennial. So it looks like she kind of put together like a breakdown of when she got there and in the process of getting through. So um, her day was a candy cane day at DCA. So she got to Mickey and Friends at 7.15, entered the DCA gates at 7.35. At 7.45, the line went from trolley treats all the way back to the main gate, but she put on there to not let that discourage you. By 8.08... So about 20 minutes, uh, she secured a virtual queue spot and waited. And then at 10.15, she got the text to come back and get a candy cane. So it's not impossible. Yeah. You just got to get there early, and which you know that. I mean, we get there early, we go get our breakfast, and we wait for our candy cane. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's see if we can get this done eventually <laughs> before candy cane season is yeah. over. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our food segment. Up next, it's events and entertainment. Oh, yeah. Um, big news on Disney Plus. Um, you were pointing at me. I was like, what are you pointing at? Press the button. Push the button. Here, I'll do it again. <laughs> uh, Disney Plus has launched a new perks program for its subscribers, and the deals are in effect now. But you'll want to hurry because these limited time offers will only last through January 31st, 2024. All you need to do to take advantage of these discounts is have an active Disney Plus subscription in the U.S., which will unlock a slew of exclusive discounts and offers from Disney and other partners, and that's it. So you can get uh, an exclusive sweepstakes opportunity for current subscribers, 20% discount on Ubisoft's Avatar Frontier of, uh, Frontiers of Pandora PC game, $5 Fandango promo, card, uh, promo code to use toward a movie ticket to see Disney Animation's newest musical fantasy Wish, a Walmart Plus membership that offers coming soon. Special offer for Walt Disney World Resort launching January 3rd. A bundle of over 30 free digital Marvel comics. Wow. Yeah. 50% off a D23 
20, 50% off. We should sign up for that. Yeah. 50% off a D23 gold membership and access to other special offers. Early access to special Frozen and Star Wars collectibles at Shop Disney. Free gift from Disney Emoji Blitz, or as Katie calls it, MOG. Uh, 15% off of Disney-inspired products at Funko. 15% off Disney-inspired merchandise at Loungefly. Hi. 20% off Disney Dreamlight Valley Cozy <gasps> Edition at Best Buy. I want that game. Free exclusive digital rewards on Disney Movie Insiders. And 15% off vinyl and collectibles from Disney Music Emporium. Oh that is gosh. a lot of stuff. That's so much. Yeah, so check that out. I oh, want yeah. Disney Dreamlight Valley. If anybody has it, can you message me and tell me about it? Because I, I think I really want it. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. So, yeah. But, gosh, that's a lot of stuff. So much stuff. Um, another cool thing uh, happening right now at Disneyland, you can meet Asha from Disney's Wish outside of the Royal Hall. Um, we actually got to meet her just this past weekend. Um, you can see a video of it up on our Instagram. She did a little intro for you guys talking about um, who she is, where she comes from, and a little bit about her story. So cool. Um, she's so sweet. She's so sweet. She's so pretty. Just the, so. And the area that they have her in is so gorgeous. Like it just yeah. it's very, as be, well, because we saw her at night. So with we were like, the last people to see her that night, yeah, which she, I didn't realize until she, she was went, walking she went away. She back to her kingdom afterwards, but we yeah when we got to see her it was nighttime and they have all of these like beautiful lights all around her and stuff and it's it's just it's super magical looking so definitely if you have the time head over to the royal hall she's right out front of the queue yeah super sweet ask her about her story she's more than happy to tell you i love it yeah it was really cool all right, 2024. Lots of stuff coming in 2024. Uh, it's start. It's time to start planning your 2024. Oh my goodness! It's time to start planning your 2024 adventures to the happiest place on earth. For the first time ever, Disneyland has given us an early peek at the calendar, filled with dates and details for all the limited time and seasonal events happening throughout the year. They it's put so out wild. a full calendar. So we'll just go through the list. Pixar Fest is making a grand return to the Disneyland Resort from April 26th to August 4th. It's a long run. You get a lot of time to catch all the cool stuff. Get ready for a heartwarming celebration of friendship packed with vibrant Pixar-themed decor, special menu items, and exclusive merchandise across the theme parks, hotels, and downtown Disney District. This festival is all about bringing us together with delightful Pixar entertainment. Catch the debut of the new daytime parade, Better Together, a Pixar Pals celebration, at Disney California Adventure Park. Over at Disneyland, the beloved Together Forever, a Pixar Nighttime Spectacular is back, featuring brand new scenes. Keep an eye out for fresh faces like Ember and Wade from Elemental, oh. Red Panda May from Turning Red, and more. Oh, that makes me so excited. I know, it's going to be really cool. I love Ember and Wade. Um, and then uh, looking something to look forward to in the new year after the holidays died down. Um, celebrate the Lunar New Year at Disney California Adventure Park from January 23rd to February 18th. Embrace the rich traditions of Chinese, Vietnamese, and Korean cultures as we welcome the Year of the Dragon. The Dragon. Indulge in a variety of Asian-inspired food and beverages. Immerse yourself in the vibrant decor and don't miss Mushu headlighting Mulan's Lunar New Year procession. And then get ready for Anaheim Ducks Days at Disney California Adventure Park from February 22nd and 23rd. I know, I'm so excited. Quack, quack. Celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Anaheim Ducks Hockey Club with a thrilling two-day event in Hollywoodland. Don't miss this special cavalcade, a fan zone packed with themed activities and photo ops. 
plus appearances by current and legendary team members. So if you're a Ducks fan, get out there. And then um, coming in April, prepare for a season of the Force at Disneyland Park, April 5th through June 2nd. This limited time event brings the power of the Force with Hyperspace Mountain, along with themed food and drinks, merchandise, and more. Get ready for new thrills on Star Tours. The adventure continue. The adventures continue. Sorry, debuting during the celebration. Plus, experience the fireworks over Disneyland Park like never before from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where galactic music will echo through the spires. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Starting May 24th, witness the dazzling return of Fantasmic on the rivers of America and Disneyland. This beloved nighttime spectacular shines bright with new special effects and an exhilarating battle between Sorcerer Mickey and Maleficent. No dragon. Uh, Well, no fire-breathing dragon, (laughs) at least. Plus, rejoice as the classic Peter Pan scene makes its comeback. Immerse yourself in a world where Disney stories spring to life through sweeping music, dynamic live performers, character cameos, and cutting-edge projections. This is going to be so awesome. Peter Pan? Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. I I I really don't like the Pirates of the Caribbean scene. Yeah. It's not my jo- Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited that it's coming back. Ah, okay. And then um at DCA, uh, Food and Wine Festival comes back and it begins March 1st uh, through April 22nd and Soarin' Over California will be returning during that time. Yeah, it is. The original, the best. <laughs> Uh, Plaza de la Familia at Disney California Adventure Park, August 23rd through November 2nd. The everlasting bonds of family and Mexican traditions of Dia de los Muertos are honored through a cultural experience featuring storytelling and music from Pixar's Coco. And also holidays at Disneyland Resort will begin November 15th. Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort begins August 23rd. August 23rd, we get an extra week. Through October 31st. Oogie Boogie Bash, a Disney Halloween party, will be returning in 2024. And Celebrate Gospel at Disneyland Park will be February 17th and 24th. Yeah. Lots of stuff. And guess what? That's not all. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Disneyland is set to host four exciting Four exciting After Dark events in 2024, Sweethearts Night, Disney Channel Night, Star Wars Night, and Pride Night. Mark your calendars with these dates. Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night, January 23rd, 25th, 30th, February 1st, 6th, 8th, 12th, and 14th. They learned. We're going to put up a uh, a graphic with all these dates, so you don't have to remember them, but they, just keep in mind. They've learned from previous years to not limit it to two days because yeah. they get a lot of angry people. Yeah. <laughs> Disneyland After Dark Disney Channel Night will be March 5th and 7th at Disneyland Park. So that's a two, two-nighter. I wonder, is it going to be like old school Disney Channel Night? I would imagine so, Oh, yeah. we are going. Yeah. Disneyland After Dark Star Wars Night, April 16th, 18th, 23rd, 25th, 30th, May 2nd, 7th, and 9th, 2024 at Disneyland Park. Um, Pride Night will be June 18th and 20th two at nights. Disneyland Park. And then uh, for all of these, well, not for all of these, sorry, for Sweethearts Night and Disney Channel Night, uh, Magic Key Holders, get ready. There's going to be an exclusive presale starting December 12th at 9 a.m. Uh, limited number of tickets for Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night and Disney Channel Night will be available at Disneyland.com. 
Wow. Uh, these tickets are going to be offered to the general public on December 14th at 9 a.m. based on availability. So stay tuned for updates on on the on those dates um, and whether or not they sell out. And then on the sale dates for the other two after dark events. I really want to go to Star Wars night this time. Yeah, we didn't go the last last year ever. With, I thought we no, we didn't go. Mm mm. Why was I thinking? Oh, you know what? It was because it was um, Star Wars celebrations. I was like, oh, yeah, we did Star Wars stuff, but we were at celebrations. That's why. So that was my bad. Um, So that is all of the events happening at Disneyland. Another cool thing that was announced recently, um, Angelina Jolie confirmed a Maleficent 3. My mom is going to be so happy. That's yeah. her favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, no other details. And she is on another project, so it won't happen for a while because she's got to finish whatever project she's working on. And she said that. So, um, But uh, last on our list, in 2024, you'll have the chance to catch three Pixar films on the big screen for the first time. Disney plans to give Soul, Luca, and Turning Red special theatrical runs. The three Pixar animated films released in recent years direct to streaming, bypassing theaters. Uh, now each movie will get a theatrical release paired with a short. Yes. Yeah. I love I think shorts. I would see all of them in the theaters. I, I would. I, I liked, I liked all, three all three of, of them. Mm-hmm. Luca, I, I, if I had to rate them, it would be Turning Red, Soul, then Luca. That's funny. Because I would say luca as my top really yeah i really liked that movie i fell asleep so i don't feel like i gave it a chance <laughs> you did fall asleep i forgot yeah so i need to rewatch that one maybe i'll love it oh my gosh we flew through all of that but there was a lot and kind of dragging it out would have sucked for you guys so yeah. Yeah. if you need some reminding just do a little bit of uh rewinding on the episode or send us a message on instagram and ask <laughs> us to recap and we'll make sure we do that's right All right, that's all of the events and entertainment. Up next, it's our last trip. I know we'll be back again soon. I'm already daydreaming in my room. Sometimes to enjoy today, just start thinking of yesterday. We had fun on our last trip, although I, I did. I was complaining about not going to Disneyland for very long. Um, we had a really good time at um, at DCA. Um, no, nothing to share as far as news goes, um, but we did catch a show. Um, Liav of Mostly Kosher, he's one of the lead singers. Um, I messaged him on Instagram because he was asking who was thinking about going to the show. And I was like, I'm going. And he's like, sweet. We're trying to get a big group together. Cause we want to do something special. So we went at their five fifty showing. Um, he had some family in town. So he wanted to do the biggest horror that they could, which is a big circle dance. Um, and goodness, they, they did. It was massive. It was chaos. <laughs> it really was. Um, but we had a chance to talk with him afterwards. Um, might be something exciting in the works between the two of us. Three oh, of dang. us, four of us. Oh, dang. I was um, like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Looting us from it? Well, I meant two, like Magic on Main Street and Mostly oh, Kosher. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so stay tuned. There might be something to talk about there. Um, food. We, we were... <laughs> we got a reservation for Blue Bayou. One popped up. 
just out of the blue bayou and uh we grabbed it we were like let's go but it turned out they changed their menu we didn't realize yeah they have a winter menu right now. yeah and uh which we probably should have talked about in food um but yeah they changed their menu it's still i mean it's still a good menu they still have their filet mignon they still have their prime rib they still have everything like that but like me and kenzie are both purists when we go when it comes to our yeah. steaks and the new filet mignon comes with like lump crab and stuff like that and it just felt like it was going to be wasted on that's us. not your jam no yeah so as far as the menu goes um let's let's just let's just go through the menu so for dinner uh they've got rosemary and sea salt brioche these are starters blackened shrimp chicken gumbo and a winter salad for entrees they've got sustainable market fish um oscar style filet mignon which is what comes with the lump crab um and asparagus and and a petite apple or real salad. None of that you would have eaten. No, I want a steak and taters. Yeah. Creole <laughs> rusted chicken, Creole roasted chicken, um, which I would probably have gotten that because it comes with andouille sausage, roasted shrimp, Creole rice and Creole sauce. Yeah. See, that's your jam. I would have eaten that. I would have gotten gumbo and that. <laughs> Just and two then, very similar things. And then a prime rib with roasted heirloom carrots, buttery mashed potatoes and peppercorn demi. Which I could have gotten that, but I'm not the biggest fan of prime rib. Yeah, you would have gotten it cooked too much. I would have gotten it medium, and that's not the point of prime rib. <laughs> um, but they do have a plant-based escabeche. Escabeche? Escabeche? I don't know how to say that word. I, I read it all the time, and I'm like, mm, that's a word. Uh, olives, peppers, citrus, caviar, artichoke hearts, and vinaigrette. Ooh. They've got a sun... This is all plant-based. Sunchoke and pistachio pesto pasta. Uh, charred heirloom cauliflower... Bloomsdale spinach and crispy Parmesan crisps. No. And then a creme brulee tart. I can't um, get For dessert, they've got a classic Christmas chocolate decadence char- tart, assorted macarons, petite sundae, Basque cheesecake. So that's their dinner menu. Me. Sorry if you can hear Arthur snoring away. He will. Yeah. We can't budge him. No. I, we, I've been shaking him. I've flip-flopped him side to side. Yeah, he's, he had a rough night last He's night. out. Yeah, he's been sick the past few days, so he did have a rough night. So did our floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also on the topic of food, I tried the loaded fried tamale from Popcone in Cars Land. And you were obsessed. I mean, it was good. It was it was really good. So it's Kenzie got... really liked it. Yeah, she did. Um, uh, Though I did like it a lot. It was um, a fried Oaxaca cheese tamale, wasn't it? So it's um it's it's a tamale with queso con rajas queso con was it? Yeah, queso con rajas um rolled in chicharron dust with salsa verde and topped with spicy crema, shredded lettuce, cotija, corn relish, and blistered jalapeno. I did like it a lot. It was good. The masa was, I was assuming it would be dried out because it's deep fried, but mm-hmm. it was very not dried out. It was mm-hmm. very good. Uh, the one thing I would change is I would make it a meat tamale. Yeah. Shredded beef or something. Yeah. That makes sense. Because it's just cheese. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was really, oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. I thought that the, I thought we stopped recording. <laughs> something happened. So I was like, oh God. <laughs> But it was really good. Yeah. Anyway, it was really good. I 
ate my chili con queso in peace and I loved it. But we did try three things from Schmoozies. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had the um, cactus cooler mead. Which was good. The uh, Mucho Aloha hard lemonade. Which was feet. It tasted like feet. And then Kenzie got a strawberry banana smoothie. So not to turn anybody off from getting it. If you want to try it, try it. What was it called again? The Mucho Aloha hard lemonade. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really gross. Like to the point where I was like, let's take it back. Mm-hmm. We, didn't. It we didn't. We didn't. Because at the end we're of the day, we're not, we're, not those, we're not those people. <laughs> but we, like, we panic in those kinds of situations. Like, I don't want anybody was, to like, feel disappointed in us. I, I don't like, I can, and Sean knows, I am not the type of person to like send my food back. Yeah. We're, I will we suffer. And I will literally leave a place hungry and pay for a full meal and thank them for it rather yeah. than say anything. Yeah, because exactly. it makes me want to throw up. But anyway. Um, but the cactus cooler mead cactus was really cooler good. Cactus cooler mead was good. What was the third item? Kenzie got a strawberry banana smoothie. Ah, uh, yeah. How but was it, that? It was good. It was, but it was, uh, it was strawberry and banana, but it was made with a uh, pineapple sherbet, so it had a little bit of a tang to it. Oh, it was good. Okay, all right. I didn't try it. We, I was too um, engrossed with mostly mostly kosher. <laughs> who puts on the best show? If we talked about it last week, but I'm going to talk about it again. They put on the best show. Um, last thing with food, we got our favorite treat because we try to get it almost every trip we're there. We got our peanut butter squares and they're delicious. Oh, that reminds me. I have a peppermint patty. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. You should eat that. I'm going to. It'll give you heartburn. Yes, it will. Um, some merchandise that we saw. Um, Kenzie got some new ears. Um, they're, they're like Christmas, Christmas wreath ears. Yeah. And they actually, they actually glow in the dark. Yeah. They have little, um, bulbs uh like string light bulb design on it and each of the little individual bulbs lights up yeah um there's another lights up glows in the dark glows in the dark um there's another pair of christmas ears um that light up that light up they're black and gold they're black and gold yes um they're actually on sale right now for twenty dollars yeah so there's there's uh, a, a few items that are christmas items that are on sale in the stores right now. So go check those out. Um, what else? Oh, uh, so we went, so we, we pick up, um, a Christmas ornament every, every Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, and this year was no different. We went over to the, the Christmas shop on main street and we picked out, actually we got two this year because they had a Walt, the dreamer statue and I really wanted it. So I got it. Um, and then what was the other one we got? We got Sword in the Stone because it in the has Stone. Arthur on it. It was a... It's Arthur and Merlin. 50th anniversary? Is it the 50th? 60th. 60th? 60th. Um, yeah, so we got a Sword in the Stone one too. But yeah, so... Because we have Scar... We have a Scar ornament on our tree, so we have Scar representation and we needed an Arthur representation. That's right. Because um, I don't... Did we talk about Arthur's name on the last episode? I don't know if we, I don't remember. So Arthur's name is twofold. So one of the things is um, Arthur from obviously from Sword in the Stone, Wart. So Arthur's name is Arthur Morgan, Wart McCready. Uh, the Morgan comes in because I am obsessed with Red Dead Redemption 2. And the main character in that, that uh, game is Arthur, Arthur Morgan. Morgan. Um, but yeah, so it's twofold. Arthur Morgan from the game and then Arthur from Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Um, oh, 
Which is funny. Oh, no. So now everybody's going to think that we named our dog after this movie that's coming out. We went and saw um, uh, uh, Hunger Games. Ballad of uh, uh, Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah. And there was a trailer for a movie with Marky Mark. Mark Mm -hmm. Wahlberg. Mm -hmm. Mark Wahlberg. Um, And it's about a dog that they name King Arthur. So I'm like, great. Now everybody's going to think we named him after this movie. Arthur was alive first. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Moving on to the next item. So uh, we did also see some holiday gift cards um, with specialty pins attached to them. They're super cute. So they're they're $100 minimum to load. um, And they've got a few designs. They've got a Daisy and Donald, a Mickey and Minnie, a Tiana and Naveen, and a Moana and Pua. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. So four different designs. We ended up getting the Tiana one so that Kenzie could have the pin cause she's obsessed with Fr- princess and the frog. Um, but yeah, so you, you load a hundred dollars onto this gift card and then you get this limited edition pin. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to spend a hundred bucks in the next few trips. We might as well just get the card and then have the pin. So Kenzie's all stoked about the pin. We're stoked cause we got her an early Christmas present. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can check those out. I don't, I actually don't know where else they're selling them. I would assume the pin store on main street and maybe, um, what's it called in uh, Frontierland? Um, Westward Ho. Westward Ho. I'm a, I would assume they have them there. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely find them in the Christmas shop on the corner. We're going to check for you real quick and see if we can find out where they're selling them. In the meantime, appreciate the white noise that is Arthur's snoring. No, let's not do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Disney gift card 2023 holiday pins featuring Mickey and Moana and Tiana now available. Um, now available at Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort. Uh, this year's all new Disney gift card holiday pin series design. Doesn't say where. Hmm. Select merchandise locations okay, yeah, throughout the resorts. We'll uh, we'll try to check out the stores and see where they have them because uh, we actually didn't see the uh, Moana and Pua one. They didn't have it at that location. Yeah, and it they are LE, so it could have already been gone. It could be sold out by now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're available. They're pretty cool. They're really cute. Um, the the Tiana and Naveen one was really cute, so we got that for Kinsey. All right, what's next? Uh, and then we went on two attractions, Guardians and Incredicoaster. We did do Guardians and Incredicoaster. Guardians, I don't talk about it. Guardians is um, Kenzie's favorite attraction at Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney California. Yeah. Uh, Disneyland Resort. Um, and then we went on the Incredicoaster and Tabitha lost her brand new hat that I bought her for Christmas. I don't want to talk about it. I'm really upset. They still haven't found it. Yeah, they're not going to. All right. Anyway, so that was our last trip. We had a good time. Uh, We did make it over to Disneyland for the evening. Um, We got there right around the time that uh, candlelight was starting. So it was chaos getting into the park. Um, But we went and grabbed some popcorn. Um, We walked around and um, went and met um, Asha, Asha, which was amazing. We got a garlic oh that's right that's right we didn't add that to the food we got a garlic pretzel bread which is if you haven't tried it yet uh this time i tried it with the marinara and Mm -hmm. it was so good 
I don't eat the marinara. I can just eat it by itself. Next trip, we're going to try it with a Bengal barbecue skewer. Yeah, we'll try the hack. Anyway, all right. We got a lot to talk about with our main topic, so we'll be right back after this. All right, so this week we're talking about 15 facts you may not know about Walt Disney. So Walt Disney was much more than a cartoonist or entrepreneur. He was a multifaceted talent known as an artist, producer, and more. His legacy continues to grow, garnering appreciation and recognition long after his time. Born on December 5th, 1901, Walter Elias Disney was an American icon who achieved significant fame in his lifetime. Join us as we delve into 15 fascinating facts you might not know about Walt Disney, exploring the depth and breadth of his remarkable life and career. Number one. Dun, da, da, da. Wait, hang on. You can't make that noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Walt Disney created history by winning the highest number of Academy Awards. Disney is too famous in almost all parts of the world. Undoubtedly, the popularity earned by Disney has actually led it to achieve many successful awards and nominations. In fact, Disney holds the record for possessing the most individual Oscar wins and nominations, 22, when counted in the whole history of Academy Awards, 59. That's amazing. That's amazing that he still holds that record. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Uh, Walt Disney worked for the government by encouraging them through pop propaganda films during World War II. So during World War II, Disney employees developed educational films for a variety of federal agencies, including The New Spirit, a 1942 animated short commissioned by the Treasury Department to encourage citizens to pay their income taxes at the as a method of supporting the war effort. The picture starring Donald Duck was seen in hundreds of theaters and was even nominated for an Academy Award. The Disney studio also generated free of charge training films for the American military and over a thousand insignia for military units with designs based on both old and new Disney characters. Although Walt was first hesitant to risk damaging his image as a non-political entertainer by making overly political works, his crew finally produced animated pieces like 1943's Der Fuhrer's Face, which mocked the Nazis and included Donald Duck once more. Walt was also inspired by reading Major Alexander de Seversky's 1942 bestseller, Victory Through Air Power. In order to gain support for the book's contentious beliefs regarding the strategic long-range bombing, he chose to adopt it as a 1943 live-action animated feature film of the same name, propelled by his own patriotism. The picture was seen by both President Franklin D. Roosevelt and British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and it is said to have left an influence on both of them. Wow. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, Walt Disney forged his actual birth date to do his sheriff work in World War I. Walt quit school at the age of 16 to join the Red Cross Ambulance Corps in order to participate in World War I. Walt was just 16 years and the minimum age requirement was given a deadline of 17 years. In order to deal with this, Walt wrote a duplicate birth date on his birth certificate. Disney was dispatched to France in late 1918. The armistice of the war was soon signed after the dispatch of Walt to France, saving him from getting much involved in the action of the war. Before being dismissed in 1919, he continued to assist where he could, driving Red Cross officials and conducting other jobs. 
Remember at the Walt Disney Family Museum, they had a replica of the the truck that he would have driven in, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. And they told told that story. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, while Walt didn't actually design the final version of Mickey Mouse, he was the voice of the iconic character for two decades. Mickey Mouse initially appeared in a short film called Steamboat Willie, as you all know, in 1928, which was one of the first cartoons to employ synced sound effects. Mickey Mouse Club, <clears throat> Mickey Mouse Clubs, Goods, and a comic strip were all created as a result of the rodents' rapid rise to fame. A year later to that, a voice was given to Mickey Mouse in the tone of Walt. The Carnival Kid was said in the tone of Walt. The actual reason behind having his own voice for Mickey Mouse was that Walt was quite dissatisfied with any other tried voice for Mickey. Walt was not fully agreeing with any of the other characters sound imitating his phrase, hot dog, hot dog. So he went up to take charge and gave his own contribution to the voicing of Mickey Mouse. He continued to do that until 1947 with the last work as Mickey and the Beanstalk. After that, Walt stated that he was just too busy to do it. (laughs) Sounds about right. Um, Walt Disney drove his daughters to school every day. What? Despite the fact that he had drivers, a live-in housekeeper, and a number of other staff members at his disposal, Disney took great pleasure in driving his two daughters to school every day. He also spoiled them unabashedly, which historian Steve Watts believed was a reaction to Walt's own stern upbringing. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Number six, this one you might know. Uh, Walt Disney had a private apartment in Disneyland. Above Disneyland's fire station lies Walt's secret apartment, a special 500-square-foot space where he witnessed the park's opening day. This apartment, preserved with furnishing unchanged since Walt's time, holds a lamp in the window, perpetually lit to symbolize Walt's ever-present spirit in the park. Not usually open to the public, it's occasionally shown to VIPs and is part of a special tour called A Walk in Walt's Footsteps, Mouseketeer Sharon Bird vividly recalls Walt's emotional reaction as guests with first flooded into Disneyland, a moment of dreams realized capturing the essence of Walt's vision and legacy. And Tabitha and I actually did, I got you for your birthday one year, mm-hmm. uh, a walk in Walt's footsteps tour. And it was so magical. I highly recommend it. You get a tour, a lunch, a special trip to the, the apartment and a cool uh, commemorative pin. Yeah, I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, number seven, Walt Disney's favorite song was Feed the Birds. This might get me a little choked up. I gotta like, <laughs> like pause myself for a second. <clears throat> there have been a lot of toe-tapping hits in Disney movies over the years, but Walt's personal favorite was a ballad, Feed the Birds, the song about the pigeon lady and Mary Poppins. According to songwriter Richard Sherman, ooh, I can't do it. You can do it. (laughs) Walt often stopped by the Sherman Brothers office at Disney on Friday afternoons and requested a personal performance of Feed the Birds. He loved that song and knew it was the heartbeat of the whole movie, Sherman said. And if you watched, um, uh, what's, uh, what's it called? Um, I don't know. I'm falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) If you, Saving Mr. Bing. No, 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 no. You are a mess right now. Um, If you (laughs) watched um, the recent animated short, um, I could not think of that name. Once Upon a Studio. (laughs) You threw me off. Uh, If you watched the recent animated short, Once Upon a Studio, uh, there was a point where uh, everybody's running out and Mickey stops and he turns and he sees a picture of Walt. And he kind of has a moment with him 
if you listen in the background, they're actually playing Feed the Birds Don't in that scene. Don't talk about it. I know. I posted it on my, my story for Walt's birthday, and it breaks me every time. It's super. Ooh. It's really cute. If you haven't, if you haven't seen that. Um, what are you doing? It's, <laughs> it's like, what, five minutes? Yeah. It's one of the most impactful Disney pieces that they've put out in years. It's so good. It's got any character you can think of. There's a special moment with Walt. Oh, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. You should watch it. Um, number eight, Walt Disney is not cryogenically frozen. <laughs> um, contrary to popular belief, uh, Bob Nelson, the former president of the Cryonic Society of California, makes a really good point. So if Disney was the first cryogenically frozen man, it would have been a pretty big deal for cryonics and they would have publicized the heck out of the Mickey Mouse sickle. <laughs> <laughs> no, Walt was cremated and buried at Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale. His gravesite is in a public area for people who want to see it for themselves, which we've never gone. We should do that sometime. Yeah, we should. I agree. Yeah. Um, number nine. Ever notice how our favorite and beloved Disney movies from Bambi to most recent princess films like Frozen have a common theme of either an absent mother or the death of a mother? According to the Walt Disney biography, How to Be Like Walt, Capturing the Disney Magic Every Day of Your Life, the lack of mothers in Disney films symbolizes the loss of Walt's own mother, Flora, because he felt responsible for his mother's death. Once he became successful, Walt bought his parents a rather extravagant present, a new house. And when his parents needed something fixed, tweaked, or repaired, he sent his own repairman from the studio over to take care of it. Such was the case when they discovered a problem with the furnace in 1938, Tragically, his team didn't take care of the issue properly, and Flora Call Disney died of carbon monoxide poisoning at the age of 70. His father, Elias, also fell very ill from the gas leak, but survived. Walt's daughter, Sharon, said that even years later, Walt found the subject nearly impossible to talk about. That's terrible. I don't like that. Yeah. Number 10. Walt Disney has three college degrees, but never went to college. And guess what? He didn't graduate from high school either. <laughs> Walt, uh, while still in high school, Walt started taking night courses at the Academy of Fine Arts in Chicago. He then dropped out at the age of 16 in hopes of joining the army, but was rejected due to his age. Instead, he forged a birth certificate, like we talked about, joined the Red Cross, was sent to France for a year, driving ambulance. He moved back to America in 1919 to pursue a career as a newspaper artist in Kansas City. Due to Walt's extraordinary accomplishments through his life, many of today's prestigious universities have awarded him honorary degrees. In 1938, Walt received a Master of Science from the University of Southern California, USC, and two Masters of Arts degrees from Yale University and Harvard University. That's wild. Good for him. <laughs> uh, number 11, Walt Disney was fascinated with trains for most of his life. When he was a teen, Disney sold newspapers and snacks on trains in Kansas City after learning he had lost the rights to his cartoon character Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in 1928, Disney actually began to develop the idea for Mickey Mouse while on a train ride from New York to Los Angeles, according to the History Channel. He also used to build elaborate train sets as a way to unwind. After moving into Holmby Hills section of Los Angeles in 1950, he laid half a mile of tracks around his new property for his railroad. He would even dress as a train engineer and give visitors rides on the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad, the railroad he named after the street he lived on, according to the History Channel. His passion for trains found its way into his Disney parks, as Disneyland has been home to its own railroad since opening in 1955. Definitely in love with trains. 
Uh, number 12, Walt Disney's housekeeper died a multimillionaire thanks to the stocks he gave her every year. Thelma Howard was the Disney family's longtime housekeeper who became an important part of the family throughout her 30 years of employment, the Los Angeles Times reported. Walt often referred to her as the real-life Mary Poppins. Every year for the holidays, Walt Disney would gift her shares of Disney stock. By the time she died in 1994, she had amassed nearly $9.5 million, and the fortune was divided among her surviving heirs. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? That's so cool. Oh my gosh, okay. Um, Number 13, one of Walt Disney's last written communications was rather mysterious and involved Kurt Russell. Shortly before his death, Disney wrote Kurt Russell on a piece of paper. It was later found on his desk, and according to Disney historian Dave Smith, the notes were among Disney's last few written words. At the time of Disney's death, Russell was a largely unknown child actor working for the studio. No one has any idea what Disney was referring to with this note, not even Kurt Russell. That's so wild. That's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, Number 14, Walt Disney played Peter Pan in a school play. The story Peter Pan surely held a special place in Walt Disney's heart. Not only was it a hit movie for him in 1953, it also took him back to his childhood. After seeing Peter Pan on stage, young Walt was given the opportunity to play the boy who wouldn't grow up in his school performance. Walt later recalled that his brother Roy was in charge of the rope used to hoist him over the stage to simulate flying. (laughs) It was just one of their many creative collaborations. That's so funny. Um, And then number 15... To sell the idea for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Walt performed it as a one-man show. (laughs) Knowing the original idea of Snow White would be hard to sell, Walt gathered his team and performed a one-man show. He acted out the entire movie himself, mimicking the physical statue, characteristics, and voice of each of the characters. In doing so, he captured the team's imagination and hooked them on the idea. Art director Ken Anderson said, We were spellbound. He was all by himself and he acted out this fantastic story. Following its production, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves became the most well-known of Walt Disney's numerous Oscar awards. In fact, a special award was given to him in 1939 in recognition of the genius behind this film. The Oscars called it a significant screen innovation, which has charmed millions and pioneered a great new entertainment field for the motion picture cartoon. Presented by Shirley Temple, this award was quite unique. Walt Disney was given one normal-sized Oscar plus seven dwarf-sized miniature Oscar statuettes. That is so cool. I love it. And it's funny because it became such a big hit, but when he started pitching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, he was laughed at Mm -hmm. because he wanted to create a a full-length feature film that was animated. Mm -hmm. So people were just like, yeah, right, you're crazy. And here it is, you know, all this time later, and it's one of the most popular movies of all time. Call him crazy now. Call him crazy now. (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoyed that little list of fun facts you should know about Walt Disney. Uh, We did it all in honor of his his latest birthday, which was yesterday as we're recording this. Um, We love the man. We love what he did for the entertainment industry. We love what he did for the theme park industry. Um, he's just such a special guy in our hearts and we wanted to give him some tribute. So we hope you enjoyed as much as we did. Yeah. Up next, it's quote of the week. It's time for quote of the week. Putting words together that last forever. It's quote of the week. So this week 
we've got a pretty fun one. I we haven't done this one before. I, I haven't I've actually haven't even heard this one before. So really excited about this one. So Walt said, "People say I have the innocence of a child. Maybe I have. I still look at the world with wonder, and with all living things, I have a terrific sympathy." It was the most natural thing in the world for me to imagine that mice and squirrels might have feelings just like mine. I love that. That's that. That's, that's cute. Thanks, that's Walt. Cool. That's Walt. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, that's uh, that's the show. So uh, let's get to it. <laughs> I don't know if I meant to push that. That's okay. It works. Maybe it was this one. I think it was that one. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back to us. Uh, like we said last week, we're super appreciative of our audience. Uh, we know your time is valuable. And, and the fact that you listen to us uh, when we put out episodes, it means a lot to us. Um, if you have any comments, questions, or any stories you want to share with our audience, please email us. Friends at Magic on Main Street. Pop- <laughs> Mess that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Email us at friends at magic on main or head over to our website, magic on Here you can find links to our Instagram at magic on main pod, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, we're going to start doing, putting our, our episodes on YouTube again. Uh, we're considering, we're trying to figure out, we don't have a really good recording space. We're in our living room right now. We're just sitting on our couch. Um, and we've got like tea trays in front of us and, uh, boxes holding trays down so that the microphones don't tip them over. Like we've got a mess going on, but we would like to do videos and people just, have requested them. It just requires me getting ready and not looking like a hot mess. Like I am right now. <laughs> we got to figure this out. So, but anyway, so uh, check out our, our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, also you can become a Patreon subscriber for as little as $2 a month. You'll get early access and you'll never have to listen to ads. We're putting out our episodes a day early for any of our Patreon subscribers. You get your own personal uh, RSS feed. So yeah, check us out on patreon.com slash magic on main street. Also, please, if you are listening to the show and you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. If you're listening to the show and you haven't left us a review yet, please leave us a review. Click this, the five stars on there and just say, we love your show. We love the, the trivia. We like this or that, whatever. Just tell us how we're doing. We want to know how we're doing honestly, but five stars always help. Um, help us spread some magic by sharing our podcast with the Disney lovers in your lives. Uh, that's it. On behalf of Tabitha, Kenzie, Scar, Arthur, and myself, thanks for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. We'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Magic on Main Street Just like a churro You're so sweet Our time with you Is such a treat Spread the Disney love Thanks for hanging out with us On Main Street